1: And today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we pride ourselves in providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. So today, I have another great story to share. A client who drives in from Star Prairie, Wisconsin, she was in last Monday for her monthly follow-up appointment, and she shared some really great news. You know, up until two and a half months ago, she had been taking pain medication for back pain and back spasms for over 30 years. Wow. Yes. You know, just think about this. For 30 years, she had been taking at least four pain medications daily, and now she no longer needs pain medication. Wow. So great. within two and a half months of changing her nutrition... And adding a few key supplements, such as magnesium glycinate, her pain is actually gone. (laughs) So I have asked Madeline to share her store on Dishing Up Nutrition. So we've invited her to come, and I think it's the last part of September she's going to be on the show. And so just kind of watch for her guest appearance. And I still am amazed that Madeline went from taking four heavy-duty Pain medications. It's not like a little aspirin. No. No, no. These are real pain yeah. medications to none in less than 10 weeks just from eating real food.
2: That's amazing.
1: It is amazing. So nutrition is powerful. You know, and as we think about it, nutrition is so much more than just weight loss. It's Although weight loss is nice for most of us. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, if you've got a story and want to share your life-changing story that you've had at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call us today. It's six five one We'd love to hear it. Yep. And so today we want to talk about some nutritional recommendations that we will suggest to maintain healthy skin and gums. And I think uh, after Mary was typing up some of the notes for our show today, she said, I think you better tell people that they better get a paper and pencil out because they're going (laughs) to have to take some notes on this one. (laughs) So the lady over there that's laughing with us today is our co-host. That's Leah Wetzel, and Leah has her master's degree in nutrition. She is a certified nutrition specialist, and she's a licensed nutritionist. (laughs) And Leah is really busy teaching classes, and she sees clients in St. Paul. You're going to go back today and yep. see clients?
2: this afternoon. Yep. yep, and
1: she sees clients in Wayzata. Um And honestly, you have a lot of clients from out of state. I do. And you just do them on the phone or yep. Skype or...
2: Yep. Har- har- As that, that's our new adventure. It's Skype, yes. Yeah, so yep. We're also ready to go for... And I hear there's a few in the works, so that's exciting. It is exciting. That's great. Yeah. So, nice welcome to, to the Thank you. Thanks for being here. One thing I wanted to add when we're talking about what you just talked about the back pain, my husband's a physical therapist and he talks a lot about how he wishes that nutrition was more part of the aspect of their therapy because he knows a lot of people are so inflamed because of the food they eat.
1: Yes. Well, you know, I'm thinking, when we're talking about gum health today. Yeah. And I don't think people realize. That their gum health is related to what they're putting in their mouth. Oh, I know. But <laughs> I, there's no there's no connection f- yep, for people.
2: Exactly, exactly. It's great to be here with you. And it's really interesting when we look at, you know, up to seventy five percent of Americans over the age of thirty five have gum disease. That's
1: just amazing. It
2: is. And it also may surprise you that people with gum disease are twice as likely to suffer from heart problems. And that's pretty scary. It is. Researchers found a link between gum disease and other chronic inflammatory conditions.
1: So it's interesting, Leah. You know, what you're really saying is putting it back to what you really just said there is that gum disease, you know, is a higher risk of developing heart disease. And honestly, that is the reason that I have my teeth cleaned every three months which is a lot. Yeah. You know, I brush at least twice a day. I floss. Yep. I use that rubber tip massager thing. That's a good thing to that, use. <laughs> that, the, that the dentist keeps
2: telling me to do. <laughs> so I don't have
1: buildup a plaque and
2: bacteria. Yeah. And I even leave at work. I have my toothbrush and floss. So okay. after lunch, I do, I clean out my mouth. Okay. So you do it like it's at least three times a day. Sometimes, yeah. It depends on the day, but it's a regular part of my routine um, because I know it's an important element for our health. Right, exactly. Yes. And it's very easy for bacteria in your gums to get into your bloodstream, causing inflammation of your blood vessels, which in turn can lead into blood vessel blockage.
1: So, you know, when we think about this, sugar and processed carbs feed the growth of bacteria and... People soon experience red and inflamed gums rather than gums that are pink in color. And they, you know, they should really kind of form tightly around your teeth. Yes. And, um, you know, honestly, bacteria particularly loves high fructose corn syrup from things like soda, Gatorade, fruit juice. You know, we can see why kids have so much gum disease or adults.
2: Oh, yep, exactly. And sugar is known to significantly increase plaque accumulation in your mouth. And dentists know this, and that's why they tell you not to eat sugar. Yep. Um, And (laughs) it's one of the first habits we say to change for healthy gums to give up those processed carbohydrates and high sugar drinks. Maybe you don't drink pop, but maybe you were like me and drink a lot of sweet tea. I used to love that sweet tea. Really? No kidding. I really thought that I was doing something healthy because it was tea. Not really realizing how much sugar was actually in it. So did you have any other bad habits? Oh, I love Kool-Aid. Oh. <laughs> I'd always put in, you know, because you make it yourself, sure. and I'd always put in, like, double the amount of sugar that I would need for the Kool-Aid. <laughs> so it was nice and sweet for me. And mocha lattes, skim milk. Oh, I love skim milk.
1: People don't realize that skim milk is high in sugar. Yeah,
2: and as I got older and my energy levels went down, I really loved those energy drinks. <laughs> Yeah, I used to drink them a lot to keep me going and, sure. t- and for studying and all of that that I needed to do. And all of these drinks are high in sugar, and sometimes we're not really aware of how much sugar we're actually eating. Oh, I think that's so true. Yeah, because it's hidden.
1: It is. Yes. People don't realize when they're drinking, like skim milk, yep. that it's high in sugar. Yeah. Or they don't realize when they're drinking, like like you said, Drinking the sweet tea. Yeah. No clue that it's high in sugar.
2: No, I know. And so one really nice thing about our weight and wellness series that we have is that we take time to teach people to look at the number of carbohydrates in servings. And so for an example, a serving of, a, of some sort of beverage is eight ounces, and it has about 25 grams of carbohydrates. And if you look at the serving size, there's two and a half servings. In a bottle. Almost
1: always isn't there. Yes. In a soda or in juice or, you know, like you you think of it as being one size serving.
2: Yep. But there's actually two and a half. It's easy to miss and easy to overlook that. And so let's just say you miss that and you drank the whole bottle. That bottle contains about 62 and a half grams of carbohydrates. Or if you want to think about in sugar terms, five and two thirds teaspoons of sugar.
1: Uh, five and
2: three? Te- no, more. I'm sorry, fifteen and two thirds <laughs> teaspoons of sugar. So I, yes. you know,
1: so what? You, what we're really basically saying is, one of those, like a soda or a juice, has about 16, 17 teaspoons, teaspoons. of sugar in it, yep. and that's amazing. So. I think what we should probably do is take a quick break. Yes. Is that right?
2: Yes, time's running fast. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Many of our clients struggle with dry and cracked heels. They find that lotions don't really help, but they're still looking for a solution. Here are five steps that you can use to get rid of dry, cracked heels. Step number one, eat good fats. Mm -hmm. Olive oil, nuts, olives, coconut oil are all very healing to your skin. And six to seven tablespoons daily will help to you know, I think six or seven tablespoons of good healthy fat a day, yeah. and
1: that's what people traditionally. Yes. when you think in back the traditional before, cultures Yes, mm-hmm. before we went on the low fat. Yes. Schedule. Yes. <laughs> yes. Eight six or seven tablespoons of healthy fat a day. Yes. Yeah. For, forever.
2: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Step number two, avoid bad fats, trans fats and refined oils. So what that means is no more margarine or Kulip or muffins or donuts. All of these foods contain those bad fats. But you can then have
1: real whipped cream. Yes. And real
2: butter. Exactly. And those are great alternatives. Better tasting. And taking your essential fatty acids, so both omega-3 and GLA are very helpful and healthy for our skin. And so when we look at therapeutic doses for our skin, that'd be about three omega-3, which is right around 3,000 milligrams, and three GLA, which is right around 600 milligrams. And I have to say that's similar to what I do. And I noticed a significant improvement when I started supplementing with those and people around me noticed too.
1: So what did you, what did you notice mainly when you started supplementing with essential fatty acids?
2: Well, for me, my, I was doing it for my lungs, but for my skin as a side benefit, just more of a healthy glow to my skin. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Step four, take one to two teaspoons of cod liver oil, which is great, but you also want to, you don't want to take too much of it because it's so high in vitamin A. Right. Yep. Yep. Step number five add in a B vitamin supplement such as Aller B or our twice a day is very high in Bs. Yep. Okay. So. Great. Well, if you have questions today, please give us a call in the studio at 651 641 1071.
0: We all strive to have healthy, glowing skin, but hormones, diet, medications, and stress can sabotage our best efforts. Remember when you thought you would outgrow acne only to have it reappear? Is your skin getting drier and prone to rashes and irritation? Your skin is the largest organ in your body and often the most neglected one. Aging is inevitable, but the right nutrients can help your skin stay healthy and resilient as you age. Nutritional Weight and Wellness can teach you how to eat to create radiant, healthy skin and avoid aging prematurely. They help clients with eczema, rashes, acne, and other skin problems. Learn which foods protect and nourish your skin, along with why essential fatty acids are critical. Call Nutritional Weight and Wellness to schedule an individual consultation at an office that's convenient for you. Their nutritionist will create a personalized eating plan that nourishes your skin from the inside out. For information on consultations, call 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com. That's 651-699-3438 or weightandwellness.com.
3: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene
1: Kavis, licensed nutritionist. I'm here with Leah Wetzel, licensed nutritionist. And we're discussing solutions for healthy gums and skin. You know, if you have gum disease, I have found a product that is very effective. It's a natural product called Advantage. And basically what this product is, it contains grapefruit seed extract. So mm-hmm. what they do is they take a grapefruit seed and they squeeze the juice out of it. Mm. And it's, it's great because it then is. it's an antifungal, it's an antibacterial, and it's antiviral. And it's all natural. Yep. And it's very cost effective.
2: It is. A bottle of that will last you forever. Forever, in fact. <laughs> yeah.
1: and, but it doesn't taste necessarily the greatest. No. That's the only downside to it. And actually, you can order it at weightandwellness.com and just go click under products, and it's right there. Mm-hmm. So we, we thought we'd talk about how other people have used this product. Now, what I do is I put a drop or two. If I've got a little flare-up on my gum, I'll just put that on my toothbrush. Yes. And brush that area, and it kills off the bacteria. Yeah. It's very effective.
2: So good for humans, but also good for pets, too, right? Yes. As one of the nutrition educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness um, shared her story about her dog who had plaque buildup in his mouth. Right. And Mary Haugie puts about four or five drops in
1: her dog's bowl, water bowl, daily, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then he never has any... Now, any black plaque or she has saved thousands of dollars from the vet because she doesn't have to go have his teeth cleaned.
2: Yes. And it it was a problem at one point. He had a plaque buildup. But then when she did that and went back in, the vet was like, oh, good. You got the teeth cleaned.
1: Yes. And I have a lot of clients that just put put a little drop or two on. A Q-tip, and they put it under their toenail if they've got toenail fungus.
2: Yes, that's, that's a great use for it, too. And also immune. So, like, if I'm starting to feel like I'm getting sick, I do probably about six drops twice a day in water, and that seems to kick it out, so I don't have any problems. Perfect. Yeah. So, so we've we got a few callers, We do, I think. we do. So, we've got...
4: Julie, thanks for calling Dishnip Nutrition. You have a question for us today? I do. I have a, a 12-month-old. Uh, Toddler Mm -hmm. who has had mild eczema since she's been about maybe six months old. Yes. And she gets red splotches on her face and under her eyes regularly.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: And uh, she was on a dairy-based formula, and we were suspecting a dairy sensitivity, so we replaced, uh, we gave her whole milk for like two weeks, and she had some squirty uh, BMs, and Mm -hmm. she hasn't really had a good solid poop in about six weeks, so we switched her to so delicious unsweetened coconut milk instead of whole milk. Okay. And we're adding bifido powder and cod liver mm-hmm. to it, cod liver oil to it, and we added that to her formula too, but yes. we're not really seeing an improvement. So I'm just wondering what else we can do to help her, or do you think it's dairy? Or She's, well, she's I, dairy and gluten-free just a couple, just like a week or a couple, three to five days dairy and gluten-free.
1: Oh, I think you're on the right path. Yeah. It sounds like it, it could be both right now that's infl- inflaming her skin a little bit. So I would keep her off of gluten and also off of dairy. And you might want to switch right to canned coconut milk. Is that better? Yes, it is. Leah, you really believe that, don't (laughs) you? I do.
2: I do. I really like the canned coconut milk opposed to the carton. Less preservatives in that um, more healing and a good healthy fat for her as she's, you know, a year old and she really needs a lot of good healthy fat. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep, okay. and, and I would say continue on. Um, you know, it, it might take a few weeks for you to notice a significant improvement. It's been it's still only been a few days, so keep on that it, path. And if it
1: doesn't improve, then maybe pull out the eggs because that might be the other factor okay. if she's eating eggs. So but you're on the right path.
4: Okay. Are there any like other supplements she should be on? Like we don't give her acidophilus. we just give her bifido.
2: I think that's perfect. The bifido twelve months, I think that's yeah. a good idea. Yep, that's good.
4: Okay. Thank you so right. much for your help.
2: Yep. yep. Okay. All right. One more caller. Okay. Sure. We'll take another caller. Stacy, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You've a uh, question about B twelve.
3: You know, I actually do. Um, I have been taking B twelve supplement. Um, it's five thousand mcgs, just a lozenge under you know under my tongue each morning, just because I had read about how it kind of helps with I have always experienced is kind of getting lightheaded from time to time and the doctor has always thought it was just kind of some kind of middle ear you know uh, type of a situation but um, I had gone in just to have some blood work done I was having just some itchiness um and they everything was normal except for I think that my range for my b12 was uh, 2500 and she said take it out you shouldn't be taking it she said it's not something that's dangerous but it shouldn't be that high um, and I had taken it that morning so so I don't know if that might have you know caused it to be much higher than it should but now I've been off of it for about a month and I don't know if it's just me thinking um you know that it was helpful but I've been noticing I've been getting a little bit of my lightheadedness back. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on it, if I should be continuing to take it, if I should leave it out.
1: Uh, You know, it's just a way to think about this is probably because you had taken it that morning, it was probably a little bit higher when you had your Mm -hmm. blood drawn than normally through the day. So that's a factor to consider. But if you're feeling better... You know, of course, the range is, I think it's up to 1,200, or is it 2,000? Leah, mm-hmm. I, I just don't remember exactly where the range is. But, think, you know, I think if you are feeling better by taking it, it's water-soluble. You're not going to build up a, a lot of B12 Yeah, in your you system. flush it out. Yeah. So oh. I would go with how you feel.
3: Okay. Is 5,000, do you think that's too high of it? Because I know that you can take less, and it just happened to be the one that I found, you know, at the um, at the health food. Uh, like I the-
1: think 5,000 is a bit high, yeah, and okay. I think if you maybe get one that has one or 2,000 oh. uh, milligrams, I think that would be better, and try that, and it may be sufficient for you.
2: And the form oh. that you're using is very absorbable, so that's probably an effect, too. Yeah. Okay, well,
1: good. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you for the call. Interesting call? Yes. So I think before we went on break, we were talking about, you know, in our weight and wellness classes, we teach people how to determine what they're actually getting in food by looking at the carbohydrates, looking at the serving size. And we talked about maybe if they were eat, drinking a, a can of juice or a bottle of soda, yeah. that they were getting maybe 16 teaspoons of sugar. yeah. And I think one of the things that is a really a nice nutritional science exercise for your kids, if you've got kids at home, is actually measure out this 15 and two-thirds teaspoon or 16... Teaspoons of sugar in a Coke bottle or a juice bottle, and you'll just watch your kids' eyes yeah, pop. Yeah, the
2: visuals of that, because we show sugar examples a lot in classes, and it's remarkable when you actually look at how much sugar that is. I know people just can't get over the fact. No. So if you want
1: to determine how much sugar a product has, you know, take the total carbohydrates and then divide by four, and that's the teaspoons of glucose or sugar that
2: your body has to deal with. Yes, exactly, because 4 grams of carbohydrates equals a teaspoon of blood sugar. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, Dar, guess what? It's break time again. No kidding. It is. It goes so <laughs> fast. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are teaching lots of classes next week. If you want to jumpstart your metabolism, you can actually still jump into a class today at 10.30 a.m. in YZ or wait until Monday, August 20th in Maple Grove or drive to Lakeville on Tuesday, August 21st. A great class to get you inspired and to to realize that you can lo- lose weight like lots of people like me without starving yourself by eating real food. And these are sort of food plans that you can feed your family. I
1: think that's so important. Yeah,
2: it's family friendly. Mm-hmm. So grab a friend or family member and you both can go for one payment of $25. Isn't that just a cr- That's a steal. That's a steal. That's right. We have great teachers that walk the talk. Call 651-699-3438 or sign up at weightandwellness.com.
1: So welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Now, are you struggling with dark spots on your skin? You know, sometimes these spots are called age spots. Or liver spots. The age spots are caused from free radical damage. You know, and I've found that as I've gotten older, I have to work harder to keep the free radical <laughs> production in check. Because, you know, they can sneak up on you. They can. So here are some habits that I follow to keep the age spots away. I avoid junk food. And I really limit my sugar intake. I avoid trans fats. Mm-hmm. That's one of my things. I avoid trans fats at all possibilities. I eat lots of vegetables, which are high in antioxidants. And you know what free radicals do? Is they go, they're like, they have, I think of them as having little spikes on them, and they go in and damage the cells. And that's what, and they come from things like sugar, trans fats, Mm -hmm. all those things. Mm -hmm. That's where free radicals come from. So I only eat good fats such as olive oil, butter, coconut oil, nuts, avocados. I really work hard at keeping my blood sugar normal.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I don't want it to spike because I know that that causes damage to the skin. Mm -hmm. And I supplement. I do supplement. The older I get, the more I supplement because... It's just the way it is. So I do some vitamin C, I do some vitamin A, I do vitamin D, I do zinc, I do selenium. All good antioxidants. All good antioxidants. And I try to keep the excess estrogens down in my system. So I often detox those estrogens because those are not healthy estrogens. These are the toxic estrogens that we were talking about about two or three shows ago when Greg Peterson were, was on. Mm-hmm. So we want to get rid of those toxic estrogens. And then we want to include things like omega-3s and and GLA. Yep. It's great for skin. GLA Excellent. is an essential fatty acid, gamma linoleic acid, and it's wonderful for skin.
2: Yes, great. So those are all of those great things, tips.
1: Yes. yes. So we have callers? We or
2: do, what? we okay. do. Thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition, Carolyn. You have a question about dry feet. Yes, um,
3: I'm not sure. What. It's been years and years this way. Um, I have dry toes. Mm-hmm. Um, the cuticle is. I mean, the skin be- the skin. I cannot get into underneath my nail, my toenail, because I cannot. It's just like the skin is touched. You know, it's like. Stuck or glued to the nail, and I always have to have uh, clip my toenails really, really short. So when I do that, then the top of the skin is super dry. Yep. It's like
1: well, a couple of things for you. I mean, you know, as far as some of those other suggestions that we said, making sure that you're eating sufficient amount of good fats mm-hmm. at every meal and every snack, and then taking the omega threes probably 3,000, taking the GLA, probably at least 6,000 GLAs a day. And then uh, I think what I would suggest is taking coconut oil Mm -hmm. and rubbing on your feet both in the morning and at night until it gets the moisture in it.
2: Specifically, coconut.
1: Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, and I think is, you'll you you know, plus the fact that you might have just a little bit of fungus going there,
2: and that's going to help and, get rid of that. And
1: coconut oil is an antifungal. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much, guys. Now, okay. This, I might be clueless, but what is GLA? What's the word for that? It's gamma linolenic acid, and they just oh. always call it GLA. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the pharmacist would know. Uh it's a it's a nutritional product. It's pharma oh. pharmacy that doesn't know this stuff. Um okay, because so like they know medicine online? then but they don't know supplements as well. So you know, can I you think you ha- you need to you know, you can order it online or go to one of our stores or yeah. okay. or you know, another health food store. Chiropractor would have it. Things like that.
3: Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it.
1: Okay. You're welcome. Great.
2: One more caller? Okay, sure. Yeah. Becky, thanks for calling Dishing at Nutrition. Give a question for us today.
3: Hi, can you repeat the kind of drops you were talking about putting in um, the dogs? Sure, waffles? it's called
1: Advantage, and the only place I know that has it is our offices. Yeah, uh, locally at least, and so you can order it online or go right into one of our offices. And I think it's, I think it's a one around twelve dollars or yeah, something. It's,
3: it's, it's very inexpensive. Yeah. Oh. And what's in it?
1: It's grapefruit seed extract. It's, that's all it is. They squeeze grapefruit and then they put a little bit of green tea in there. Yeah. And that's it.
2: And they oh, actually, they they now have dog sprays for their mouth for plaque and all it is is the same stuff.
1: Oh, okay. Grapefruit
2: seed extract. Okay. But this is a, a way, a better, easier way to, to get your dog to comply to it instead of having to open their mouth and spray their mouth.
3: Yeah, thank you so much. Okay,
1: great. Thank you for listening. So let's
2: see. Leo, we were talking before. sugar, The sugar breakdown in our foods. All right. Yes. And so because I wrote the last Nutrition, Weight, and Wellness e-newsletter, I did a lot of research about foods that help support nutrients that help support your gum health. And it's very interesting if you look inside your mouth and you have swollen or bleeding gums, you might have the beginning of a form of scurvy. Is it that interesting, That's scurvy? Scurvy, which sounds, yeah, it's very interesting. And if you remember back maybe to grade school, when you learned about scurvy, scurvy is um, was found initially in sailors, used to get them because they lacked in vitamin C. Right. Sailors went on long journeys out to sea without fruits and vegetables, no source of vitamin C and developed scurvy, and many of them bled to death because their blood vessels were weak and fragile, so they internally bled to death. And bleeding and inflamed gums are often a sign of lack of vitamin C. So, you know, Leah, I used to teach fourth grade at one time in my life, <laughs> yes.
1: and that was exactly what we used to. That was one of the fourth grade uh geography concepts that we talked about. Yeah. And I never knew that I would be talking about scurvy again. <laughs> so yes. You know as you know, as nutritionists we know that vitamin C is critical for strong connective tissue. Yes. And connective tissue acts as kind of a linchpin mm. in the cement that holds the cells and tissues of the body together. Yes. That's kind of an interesting thing. That's it the way holds to think so. the holds your cells and tissues together. And healthy connective tissue actually means healthy gums.
2: Yes. And it only takes as little as 160 milligrams of vitamin C per day to make your gums healthy. That's not very much. It really isn't. So it's hard to believe that people today are suffering from a form of scurvy, that lack of vitamin C. So if you were to include like a cup of broccoli a day, which has about 100 milligrams of vitamin C, you would get... A lot, almost as much as you need. Mm-hmm. Or if you had one red pepper a day, that's 200 milligrams of vitamin C. And that would take care of it? It would take care of it. A cup of strawberries has 100 milligrams of vitamin C. Or a favorite, the mm-hmm. Brussels sprouts, has 100 milligrams of vitamin C. And it's interesting to think of vegetables... I mean, Having such high levels of vitamin C, we often associate it with fruits. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, what we're really saying
1: is a minimal amount of fruits and vegetables supplies adequate vitamin C. But this is what I think is so interesting because nurses have told us when they take our weight and wellness series that they see both children and adults at the local hospitals with scurvy. Yeah.
2: It's alarming.
1: It is. It's hard to believe. Yep.
2: Scurvy. Yeah. In today's society. Yep, exactly. One red pepper. One. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> and we often talk about the importance of vitamin D it's for the importance of absorption of calcium into the bones. But vitamin D is one of the most important nutrients for your gum health. Research published in March 2009 of the Journal of Oral Science showed that vitamin D promotes gum health by supporting your immune system and decreasing inflammation.
1: Leon, let, let me stop you for just a second there. You know, I've had many clients that have come in recently with their vitamin D levels as low as 9, as yes. low as 17. Yep. And me too. We know that it should be around 50 to 70.
2: We do. Yep. Yeah, and it, it's it's one of those tests that... We really recommend that you have done because we're seeing this more and more of where we live in the northern latitude, people are deficient. And the ideal range of 25 hydroxy vitamin D is 50 to 70, like what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing to note, too, is doctors often say that the range, thirty twenty 20 to 30 to 80 to 100 is, is normal. So people are told 30 is normal when often we would say that that's too low and they would need some supplementation with that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we often suggest that you have those levels checked. And if you're deficient, that you supplement to correct the deficiency.
1: So, you know, a couple of things, Leah. I eat a lot of vegetables. Yes. I take a vitamin C supplement, and I typically typically in the summer, I take 2,000 IUs of vitamin D, and in the winter, 4,000. I eat very little sugar and very little processed carbs. But because of my immune system, I have to work harder at maintaining healthy gums. So one of my favorite supplements is CoQ10. Yes, it's great for gums. And I have personally found since taking... 200 milligrams of CoQ10 daily, and I no longer have any gum bleeding or inflammation. And you know those pocket depths that the dentist hygienist always is checking? Um, They've gotten a lot better. So CoQ10 is an antioxidant. It's it's a very high in antioxidants, Mm -hmm. and it provides energy to the cells, and it provides energy to our heart and gums. So... Honestly, CoQ10 is a must supplement for anyone that is taking a statin medication such as Zocor or Lipitor. Yes. A statin medication blocks the production of CoQ10 in the liver. And so what happens is when people are on these statin drugs, they get deficient in CoQ10. And then sometimes what it leads to is fatigue, achy muscles, and memory loss.
2: Yes, which is not good.
1: So a lot of people need to be taking CoQ10 now. They
2: do, they do.
1: At Uh, least 100 milligrams, and maybe more like um, 200, like I do.
2: Yes, especially for gum disease or an statin drug. All right, guess what? Time for a break. Okay. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have eczema, psoriasis, or acne, we want you to find a class that we have offering called Going Gluten Free the Healthy Way because the link to these skin conditions and gluten. We are teaching this class on Wednesday, August 15th in Wayzata and and August 16th in North Oaks. To sign up, go to weightandwellness.com and that's A and D spelled out or call 651 699 3438.
0: If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low carb or low fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering MyTalk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call
1: 651-699-3438. So welcome back to Dushina Up Nutrition. You know, if you're struggling with recurrent canker sores within the mouth, you have a food sensitivity, maybe. So gluten intolerance is one of the most frequent foods responsible for mouth sores. That's what the research shows. So intolerance to other foods such as nuts, dairy, eggs, may be the cause, or even a nutritional deficiency of some kind of vitamin or mineral Mm -hmm. can be the cause. Low levels of zinc depresses the immune system and can cause an outbreak of canker sores. So there's many causes for canker sores, and we actually have many different solutions. We do. So what we do is we problem solve and figure out which one is causing it.
2: Yes. So should we take one more caller? Yes, yes. Jane, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about white rice?
3: Yeah, I do. I um I heard that uh we we eat a lot of rice in my family because um we're we have a Korean family and rice is kind of has to be a staple at every meal. Yeah. And so we've gotten it so that
2: it's like once a meal, I mean once a day at a meal, but I kind of heard that white rice is like, you know, white bread or wonder bread. And sure. so I just I've been trying to add a little brown rice to the white rice, which is not going over well with the family. <laughs> so, what options do I have maybe to Lessen the the lessen the, lessen of the, white the white amount. Rice.
1: Yeah. Lessen the amount. You know, a okay. serving of white rice or brown rice is a half a cup.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's cooked. cooked. <laughs> yeah,
2: okay.
1: it's not three cups or even a cup and a half like a lot of people eat. It is actually half a cup, and the, then you're okay. So okay. you just lessen the amount. But it's a great right. question.
2: Yeah. So adding some so other, much. like good stir fry with veggies, I think is great to like kind of even that out so they're not eating too much of the, the white rice. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks for the yeah. call this morning. So, you know, I think a lot of people are saying, you might just be asking, why is it so important to keep your gums healthy? And I think many well-known dentists have linked gum disease with future heart disease. Mm-hmm. Sugar loading we know, enhances the growth of bacteria in the mouth.
2: Yes, yes. And at one time in my life, I was 50 pounds overweight and had out-of-control asthma. That's when I, well... So Eventually, so you 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 had hear. out of
1: control asthma. You
2: did, yes. Yeah. You definitely helped me with that. Um, I was an expert at sugar loading. <laughs> I didn't drink soda. I got that as knowing that that wasn't a good thing to drink a lot of. But I drink a lot of sugar loaded fruit drinks. Uh, I filled up. I love cinnamon rolls. I ate lots of sweet rolls, candy bars, <clears throat> and then mm-hmm. for dessert, I top it off with chips. Which is another sugar. Yes. All of that (laughs) turns into sugar. So I didn't have inflamed gums, but at a young age, I had a lot of plaque buildup in my mouth. Okay. Relating to, now that I know, all the sugar that I was eating. Exactly. And as I've cut that out of my life now, I don't have that. I don't get scolded by the dentist every time I go in for the plaque buildup. They say, I have nice, healthy pink gums. And so what's happened to your asthma? And, yes, and my asthma is gone. Okay. Yeah, and also is the weight, 50 pounds, um, is gone. So Isn't that
1: amazing? It is,
2: and all relating to? Sugar. Sugar. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Leah, maybe what we should do is talk about, you know, one more nutrient or two of that affects your gum health. Yes. And one is a B vitamin that's called folic acid.
2: Yes, very important. B, The B vitamin folic acid keeps your mouth healthy by promoting healthy cell growth of our gums and all of the surface tissue of the mouth.
1: So if you're eating a lot of green vegetables, you know, kale, spinach, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, all that, and you're eating some citrus fruits like oranges and grapefruit and berries and You know, strawberries, blueberries, all those, you probably are consuming enough folic acid to maintain healthy gums. Yes. But if you do, if you're like myself, who struggles a little bit with this immune system,
4: Mm -hmm.
1: and you have kind of weak and fragile gums, or if you have some inflamed gums, I usually recommend to people that they add about 800 micrograms of folic acid to their supplements. And so... You know, it's sometimes you can do that in a really good multivitamin, Yep. or you take a separate folic acid, and it's healthy for so many other reasons oh, in your body. Oh, yes.
2: Yes, we use B vitamins for so many different things. Um, yes. And so when we look at some other nutrients that's important for healthy gums, zinc comes okay. to mind for me. Mm-hmm. Um I've read research stating that severity of periodontal disease, which is gum disease, is positively associated with decreased levels of zinc. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to think about way back in the beginning of the show, we were talking about up to 75% of the population could have gum disease. Exactly. And the deficiency rates of zinc is right around 73% of the population.
1: So a very good connection. Yes. And then you stop and think, okay, then you problem solve back to say, okay, so where would I, what kind of foods would I get? Where would I get zinc? What would I eat to get zinc?
2: So I think some people are pretty surprised to know that when people eat grass-fed meats Mm -hmm. full of zinc. So that
1: grass-fed
2: steak or hamburger patty is
1: a great form, a place that you can get
2: zinc. Yes, yes, and other very important
1: minerals. Or, you know, a chicken breast, yep. even. You know, but in the the grass-fed meat has more nutrients in it. Yep. And so you're going to get a higher level of any kind of nutrients. Yes. Whether we're talking about zinc. And I think that's the other thing, Leah. A lot of people do not realize that a lot of the minerals that we need in our body actually come from animal protein. Yes,
2: Thinking almost like a multi. Exactly. You can get out of your out of your grass fed meats. Uh leafy greens have it. Um you know, looking at like salmon, hmm Fish has as zinc levels in it too. So a salad with
1: with lots of different vegetables and a piece of salmon on yeah. it.
2: That would be excellent. Would be perfect. Yep. And so, what zinc does for us is it increases our antioxidant activity and collagen. We talked about collagen earlier. Co- builds up collagen synthesis in your body and decreases plaque growth. Okay, that's
1: pretty important.
2: Yes. Yes. So
1: everybody is going to start taking zinc after dinner. <laughs> yes. And yes. actually, if people are wondering, do I have enough zinc? And that's another thing that we teach in our weight and wellness class is that. We actually have people take a little zinc test. Yes. And basically all it is is zinc water, and we have them hold it in their mouth for 20 seconds, and it will give you a taste. Yep. But we're not telling to tell you what the taste yep. should be because it'll give you a taste if you have sufficient amount of zinc.
2: Yes. And if you don't,
1: you probably won't have any
2: taste. It, exactly. It would taste like water almost.
1: So if people are out and about today and they want to have a zinc test, They can walk into any of our offices and say, please give me the zinc test, Mm -hmm. and i will take you maybe, you know, 30 seconds to Mm -hmm. do this test. And 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 then you'll know, are you one of the 73% of the population that is zinc deficient?
2: Exactly. Yeah. And so thinking about, too, going back to the sugar food. So yes. sugar in our diet leaches out our minerals. So I have a, a sneaky suspicion that has a lot to do with why our rates of deficiencies in minerals like zinc are so low. And so I high, think, the deficiencies are so high.
1: So I think another thing, Leah, is that when people realize that when their zinc levels are low, mm-hmm. a couple of interesting behaviors occur. They crave sugar after a meal. Yes. And so if you're a sugar craver after a meal, you say, oh, I just have to have a little bit of something after a meal. After a well-balanced meal. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, well, maybe that's what it is. And so then when they add zinc to their, you know, and maybe between 30 and 50 milligrams of zinc a day is ideal. Mm-hmm. When they add that to their vitamins, their sugar cravings after they a meal go, go away. away. hmm Yep. It's just like magic. It is. So there's such an interesting combination of facts and things that happen to people when they have these deficiencies.
2: Yes. Yes. And quick notes here. Another important nutrient for our healthy gums is vitamin A. It helps with collagen synthesis and helps with wound healing. Great for your immune function. So that we talked about skin health and we talked about two spe- teaspoons of cod liver oil. I think that'd be a great source of mm-hmm. vitamin A to add in.
1: So, and I think one of the things that some people get confused is they think if they take cod, cod liver oil, that fulfills all their requirements for essential fatty Yes. Energy. And that's not true because we, we only recommend one to two mm-hmm. teaspoons of cod liver oil a day because otherwise you may get too much vitamin A.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: just, to, you know, limit that just a little bit.
2: Yep, exactly. Uh, two other ones that I just want to note quickly is vitamin E and selenium. They're great, powerful antioxidants that work synergistically together, so they work really well together, that help to decrease wound healing time, which is important for healing your gums, is, is to make sure you can heal your gums in a sufficient time frame.
1: So as we kind of look at all this that we've talked about, there's a lot of different things that people need to do if they are experiencing some gum disease. Yep. And I think the number one thing is reduce the carbohydrates and reduce the sugar. Exactly. Hope we gave you a lot of good information today. Have a great week. Have a great weekend.
0: The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not
2: been evaluated by the FDA.